In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Years ago, my parents uh, became good friends of the Amish in the community up in Minnesota. And uh, they, they even attended an Amish wedding. And, and Dad and I went to an Amish funeral of a little two-year-old boy, sudden infant death syndrome. It was the saddest funeral I've ever been at. But anyway, there was the three young guys that came and remodeled the barn that we used to own before we sold it as a recreational area and turned it into a restaurant. These three young guys like to come over and spend the day over at dad's place and then they would go hunting at night with dad's dog go coon hunting so they came over to make a whole day of it and then they said well bill you know uh, while we're here have you got anything for us that you want us to do and dad said well yeah i do uh that the small barn uh, you can't get a tractor and that has to uh, all be pitched out by hand all the manure and they said fine back up the spreader so he did, and they filled it up in 10 minutes. And, and while he was going to haul it, they said, have you got anything to do while we're waiting? And he said, why, yes, I do. That big oak tree behind the house is dead, and it needs to be cut down and split up for firewood. Well, all right. So in between loads, they ran out and cut up the, the tree. So that by the time the day was done, they had all the manure out of the barn and all the tree cut up. Now that is a good example of making use of your time while you wait. And that's what the gospel lesson is for today. We've had a series of about three of these in a row, and all of them answer the question, what do we do until Jesus gets back? How come he hasn't come back yet? And this is an answer like last week with the five wise and five foolish virgins. What do we do to be prepared? What do we do in the meantime? What do we do while we're waiting? This is another parable Jesus told about that. This parable is called the parable of the talents. Now, talent is uh, a measurement of weight, like a, a pound or an ounce or a ton. It's a measurement of weight. It's about 80 pounds, give or take, of pure silver, a hunk of pure silver like that. And one talent is worth about equal to 20 years of wages for the average laborer. And so then two talents would be 40 years, and the five talents would be 100 years worth of wages of the average worker at one denarius per day. So this is exaggerated huge amounts in this story. And this is what the story is. A certain master was going on a long journey. Read here. Jesus might not be back for a while, going on a long journey. And he gave his wealth, to entrusted it to his three of his servants. And one he gave five talents worth of silver. Huge amount. Two talents. Another huge amount. And to the other one, one talent, according to their abilities. And after he came back, after his long journey, then the one with the five talents came and said, you know, I put your... Uh, your wealth to work, and here I've earned five more talents with that. Here you are, ten talents. And the response was, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And the one with two talents said, yeah, I did too. I put your wealth out to work, invested it, and, and I made two more talents. Here's four talents. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But the one with one talent 
came up and said, Well, I knew you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter. So I took your talent and hit it in the ground. Here you go. You wicked and lazy servant, he was told. Bind him with hand and foot and throw him out and give that talent to the one who has the ten talents. As in Jesus' parables, there are a lot of things to think about, and you can look at it from different ways. Uh, if you look at it uh, in one way, it's an evangelism parable, because it is saying that the, uh, the talents represent something that is so wildly uh, priceless that it's hard to believe. You know, a uh, hundred years worth of wages the one had. 40 years, 20 years worth of wages. So in that case, we're looking at this to say the gospel message is the most priceless thing that we can think of. And to take that and put it out there to use and get it out there and let it be working, that's the important thing. And we can see, of course, uh, the other thing is that we can see that the guy who had the one talent you know, he, was, he had a much different picture uh, about this than the other two. You know, I knew you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and so forth. He, he's looking at this as, boy, one misstep, and, and I've, I'm in Dutch. I've had it. He's like on the tightrope, the spiritual tightrope. One false step, and I'm crashing and burning. That's it. Whereas the other two servants... They don't have that attitude at all. They're very confident. They go out and say, well, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do the best I can and I'm going to get this wealth out there working and I'm going I'm to do great things for the master. They're not worried about that. They're going out confidently and utilizing it. So in that case, we've got um, a, um, a, a parable that is about that kind of evangelistic effort. And so you can see why the master was not very happy with the, the servant who had the one talent, because he took it and buried it in the ground. He took the gospel message, that would say, and buried it in the ground. This is a good text for Lutherans, by the way. Uh, <laughs> we've taken the gospel message and buried it in the ground. Another way to look at this parable is to say this is a parable about stewardship. And in that case, we would interpret it that the talents, instead of being a measurement of weight of 80 pounds of silver, that the talents would be seen metaphorically as talents in the sense of abilities or skills or gifts. And this is probably a more traditional way that this text has been looked at. When I grew up, that, that's the way it was kind of told to me. And so in that case, we would say, what are the talents that the Lord has given you and has given me? What, what are our abilities and our gifts? And that we need to use those things for good. Now, in these two congregations, we have all kinds of talents. We have people who can sing. We have people who can play the organ, play the piano, play a musical instrument. We have people who can preach, people who can teach. We have people who are good at organizing. We have people who can crunch numbers. We have... Uh, we have good cooks. I'll, I'll say, I, I've fallen into food heaven here. We have great cooks here. We have uh, 
all kinds of people who can clean things to within an inch of their life, which is good during the coronavirus time we have now to disinfect and clean. We have all kinds of, of talents here. And I remember when I first uh, kind of got back into the parish, and my wife Deborah said, well, what am I going to do? I can't play the organ. I, I can't teach Sunday school. I can't stand up in front of people. What am I supposed to do as the minister's wife? And I said, ah, Deborah, you have, the, you have the talent, the gift of hospitality. You can make people feel welcome. You can make people feel at ease. Use that. So sometimes we're not aware uh, always of what our talents are, and sometimes we're not aware that they're really worth that much. Uh, I know, speaking for myself, I'm not that worried about the talents that God didn't give me. I'm a little worried about what have I done with the talents that he has given me. And sometimes maybe I haven't even recognized those. I remember that uh, when I was a vicar, I followed three vicars at that parish in Atlanta, Georgia, who were just brainiacs. One became a bishop. One is uh, currently uh, an Old Testament professor at Vanderbilt University. And one is a seminary professor in New Testament studies at Luther Seminary in the Twin Cities. And then there was me. <laughs> And I kind of was feeling bad, and, and, and some years later I was saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'll, I'll probably never be a biblical scholar. I just wasn't good enough in the languages. And I, you know, so I don't think I can, maybe I can. And my colleagues at the time helped me with this. They said, well, <laughs> Cal, that's not your gift. Your gift is to take complex issues and explain them in simple, understandable everyday terms that's your gift and I went oh that's it <laughs> okay is that important y yes yes they said it is so sometimes we may not know what our gifts are and other people may have to help us with that but once we know what they are then we have to develop them for example Marilyn and uh, Carolyn that are two organists they work at their craft they have developed that David and Carol work on tech stuff, and other people work on other things. You have to develop your talents, and then you have to use them. So, we know that Jesus may not be coming back for a while, but we know this. We know that he is coming back, and when he comes back, wouldn't it be great to stand before the Lord, and he says to you, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.